0: You are listening to The Delay and Pray Podcast, episode number 57. Welcome to The Delay and Pray Podcast, where certified Catholic and weight loss coach Beth Bubik teaches you how to permanently lose weight through spiritual fasting Get ready to gain faith and lose weight through a joyful transformation of both body and soul. Now, your host, Beth, the Catholic Fasting Coach. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your delaying and praying is going well. We are in full swing of the holidays this month, and there is a possibility of high stress and a full range of emotions. That's an understatement, isn't it? Because we have tight deadlines, full calendars, and lots of family and friends to entertain and meet with, this is the perfect time to plan out your days and learn to feel your emotions instead of buffering them away by overeating or overdrinking. This goes for positive emotions as well as negative emotions. But in this podcast, we are going to concentrate on the negative emotions for sure. Feeling your emotions doesn't necessarily mean acting on them right away. It means recognizing the emotion, allowing it to be there, and then putting it through reason. In other words, name the emotion and ask yourself, why am I feeling this emotion? Eventually, you can bring it to Jesus and he will help you figure out what is behind the negative emotion. Everything begins with our thoughts, but the emotions piece is incredibly important and is the third line of the thought model. Here's a review of the thought model. First, you have the circumstances of your life, and these are the facts of the situation that you're considering. This is basically the data of your life, and these things are neutral. Then you have your thoughts that you choose to think about that circumstance. Then your emotions come from those thoughts, and then the emotions produce your actions, and then your actions produce your results. And this is how you show up in the world, for better or for worse, right? So the acronym is pretty simple. It's C-T-F-A-R, and this is the thought model that I learned in both life coach schools. And it is a very easy way to discern your thoughts and emotions so that you can achieve all your goals, including spiritual fasting over time. So today we're going to discuss that third line of the model called emotions, and these are the vibrations in your body that are so important for living a virtuous life. Understanding your emotions by feeling them instead of numbing or resisting them, and then managing them is so helpful in attaining spiritual fasting goals. First, let's discuss feeling your emotions, because this is something we do not often think about at all. Before life coaching, I really thought that my emotions just happened and defined the kind of person I was. I figured I was just at the mercy of my emotions most of the day, but I was dead wrong. Well, the good news is that we can do something about an emotion. We can learn to name it, feel it, ask the Lord into it, and find the thought that creates it. It's not simple, and it takes time to discern, but it is so worth the study. First, let's define emotions. They are fascinating to study, but challenging to manage. And remember, Matthew 19, 26, I say it all the time, and I say it all day long, nothing is impossible with God. You can totally do this. An emotion is a physical experience felt in the body. An emotion always comes from a thought we are thinking. This is the most interesting aspect of emotions, that they come from our thoughts. We tend to think that feelings or emotions are generated from our circumstances in our lives, but that's not generally true. Whatever we are dealing with on a daily basis, we get to choose what we think about it. When we think a thought, That thought is brought into consciousness in our mind and releases molecules of emotion made up of protein peptides into our bodies. These are physical. Emotions are cascades of chemical reactions that can be physically felt in our bodies. Simply put, what we think, we literally feel. It is actually a relief to consider that we can control our emotions. When you think you Are more disposed to anger, aggression, sadness, disappointment, confusion, or any negative emotion, you now have the knowledge that we don't have to be this way. We can change ourselves. We can change our emotions with our thoughts over time by simply feeling them and exploring them and getting help from Jesus as well. It is true that we are all born with specific God given temperaments and we can work within those strengths to achieve greatness with God. But We can also notice where we let our temperaments cause us and others pain. This is the place that needs healing and change. And it's possible, even during the holidays, you can change your emotions. So consider some common emotional responses to movies, songs, dreams, even books we read. We rationally know that a scary movie is not real, but then we can get really scared while watching the movie, enough to cover our eyes or even leave the room. And songs can make us cry, even though we are not truly sad they can motivate us too. Who doesn't love to work out to great music or an interesting YouTube video? Our mind literally drives our body and our body responds. So think about reading an amazing motivational book, highlighting it from cover to cover and going from a bit downhearted to excited in a matter of 30 minutes. What is behind this? It is our thinking that wins the day in these scenarios, but we have to find the thoughts that are driving the emotions. Many of our thoughts are unconscious and cause our emotions without even knowing. They need to be written down. This is why working thought models and journaling and designing food protocols is so helpful to the spiritual life. We need the data to reflect back onto understanding this great experiment that we call life. I do this all the time. It's about awareness of our thoughts and the naming of our feelings. Our thoughts are like a pebble thrown into the water, causing the ripples of our emotions. The thought is the pebble, which is the cause, and the ripples are the effects of the thought. The goal of the virtuous life is to make beautiful ripples of goodness in this life by serving others with our speech and our actions. Unfortunately, sometimes we cause the opposite Ah, and wonder, why did we do that? Well, we don't have to just wonder. We don't have to be this way at all. We can update The emotions with our minds. This is a quick lesson on how to process urges and feel negative emotions. I just taught this in a coaching session within the delay and pray group coaching course. It's fascinating if you are willing to slow down and put some space between the facts of a situation and how you're choosing to think and feel about that situation. But sometimes you can't find the thought right away. You're just upset. You just have an emotion. And the best thing you can do is remove yourself, stay silent. Grab your rosary and start to pray over the feeling. I'm encouraging you to stay with the emotion, but not act on it. Are you angry? Do not lash out. Are you sad or lonely? Don't buffer with food or drink. Just sit with the emotion. Tell yourself that it is just sadness or anger. Put your hand on your heart and say over and over that this is just an emotion and it is trying to tell me something. My coach, Brooke Castillo, used to tell me that feeling an urge or any emotion is the feeling of desire. It is a sensation in the body caused by our thinking that is generated by our limbic system in response to a thought. We want to learn how to feel our emotions so that we can figure out the thoughts behind the emotion and then shift those thoughts if needed. Our emotions and thoughts have so much to reveal to us. To be able to successfully spiritually fast, we must learn how to feel negative emotion. It's okay and very appropriate to have a negative emotion. Shame for doing something wrong, especially to another person or to God, is an affront to the virtue of justice and is a totally appropriate emotion for you to deal with on a physical and spiritual level. Ask yourself the questions. What thoughts about a certain situation made me act in that way or hurt others? Repentance and redemption is always available to you and me at any time. You know, and I'm sorry, and a good confession with a commitment to make amends is the best remedy for this situation. But don't just stop there. Grab your pen and journal and figure out what and why you were thinking in the first place, and then take it to your coach. So why do we want to learn how to feel an emotion? Because we want to be saints. And to do that, we must use our agency and God's grace to figure out the situation. If our goal is to delay food and alcohol for a period of time so that we can pray and help others then we really want to learn how to feel our emotions consistently. We want to stop relying on food or alcohol or other people or shopping or anything external to dampen the discomfort or pain or even the exhilaration of our emotional lives. We can learn to feel our emotions. Eventually, this leads to suffering well. At that point, everything has purpose. Literally everything. The physical reason for learning to feel our emotions is to connect our limbic system that is our automatic part of the brain with our prefrontal cortex that is the planning and thinking part of our brain. Our lives are predominantly run on automaticity from the limbic system, sort of an unconscious state of being. That is why we kind of answer like, I don't know, a lot of the time, you know, we get up, we brush our teeth, we get ready, we do what we normally do. A lot of this is automatic. And it's not really planned. It's just learned over time. And we don't want to think about these things. We want them to be automatic, but we don't want our emotions to be automatic. I want to teach you how to shift into planning and executing the plan to combat this overdesire we have when urges and negative emotions come around. God designed the limbic system to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and conserve energy. This system helps us to stay alive and be very efficient. We need this system, but we have hijacked it with concentrated substances and cultural instant gratification. It has become our go-to part of the brain. We have built super neural highways that are fast and easy. Our brains direct us onto these highways very quickly. And then when we want to turn in a different direction, oh, then you get pain and comfort right there. But you can put on the brakes. Give yourself a moment to stop and think. One of my past coaches used to say, stop drop and smile. Give yourself a moment, a bit of space to take a look at the situation and consider it as a fluid situation. It can be changed. You are not your anger. You are not your sadness or disappointment. These feelings are stemming from your thoughts about the situation and you can put on your detective hat and really discern the reason. And don't be surprised when you want to get rid of negative emotion right away. It is uncomfortable for sure. This is normal. But as I always say. Discomfort is the currency to your dreams. Jesus felt discomfort and you can learn to feel it too. We have been conditioned to only feel comfort in our world. Discomfort is not allowed, so to speak, but it is imperative to learn how to wait, how to feel shame and rectify it when necessary, and how to feel any emotion, glad or sad, without food or alcohol. That is the key. Discerning the emotions is so important because sometimes it is really off base, that emotion. For example, here's a quick thought model from a client I coached a while back. And here's what she said. I went to see my friend and she told me she's an alcoholic and she's checking herself into rehab. I was stunned. I had no idea. I was filled with sadness and shame that I did not even notice. Her thought about that was, I am such a bad friend. And that thought was leading to the feeling of, depressed, and sad. In the action line, she said this, I wasn't hungry at all, but when I went to Costco to pick up a few items, I ate a hot dog and gulped down a Diet Pepsi in the car. It tasted so good and made me feel better. I didn't want that feeling to end, so I stopped at Dollar General for an ice cream bar and a bag of chocolate-covered pretzels. One hour later, my arthritic fingers were aching from the Diet Pop and all the sugar. That night, I was so tired and lethargic from all the food." If I consumed alcohol, like I consumed sugar and flour and diet pop, I would check myself in too, she said. This is so interesting. She said, I I went way off my protocol. Now, my client did not help her friend or herself in dropping into depression and sadness. She didn't give herself a chance to just make space for her feelings and sit with the severity of the situation and how she could really help her friend. You know, the evil one always wants us to just drop into despair he counts on it. When we learn to just sit with our feelings and not eat or drink away the discomfort, then we find out a lot about ourselves and what we can do. When we coached on this, my client realized that it isn't her fault that she didn't notice that her friend was over drinking. The sad emotion upon finding out this reality was completely appropriate. And the reason she ate and drank was to escape the painful emotion that she was feeling. As it turned out, she was able to feel this emotion many times while supporting her friend, but she did not eat or drink off protocol. She felt the feeling and dropped into prayer and exercise to remain faithful to her spiritual fasting for her dear friend. She later told the group that feeling the emotion is so difficult at first, but then it passes when put through reason by way of prayer and coaching. Discomfort is truly the currency to your dreams by learning to do hard things without buffering. And this concept actually comes from the Life Coach School. And I'd like to add something to it. Discomfort felt for others is the currency to becoming a saint. It is the essence of compassion for yourself and for others. Compassion is the ability to suffer. Compassion is the ability to suffer for others. So it is normal that when we have a negative emotion, we automatically think of how we can alleviate it the most efficient way possible. One of the quickest ways is to eat sugar or flour or processed food that tastes so good, or we can consume alcohol and just escape. All these things give us a quick dopamine hit and make us feel better temporarily for a short time. But my friends, when we do this, we are missing a large part of what life is all about, as in doing the hard things. Utilizing your talents is the way that God intended us to act. So Brooke Castillo said this. She gave us like two options in the life coach school when we were coaching. She said, Option number one is you believe that you should always be happy and you use buffers and pleasure to try to stay on this side of the line. Option number two is that you recognize that half of your life is going to be negative emotion, not negative emotion that should be escaped from, but negative emotion that should be paid attention to and used to manage yourself emotionally and also to manage yourself cognitively. We want to choose option number two. She says your emotions are an indicator of what's going on for you. To be authentic, to have a true relationship with your life, is also to be willing to experience negative emotion 50% of the time. If you are willing to do that without escape, you will remove all the buffers in your life, and at the same time, you will remove all the negative consequences that come with them. Here's what that means for those of you who overeat or overdrink. You will get to your ideal weight if you never buffer with food or alcohol. Brooke says that her invitation is to give up the false pleasures so you can enjoy the full pleasure of well-being. The full pleasure of well-being does not mean that you don't experience negative emotion. It just means that you have no problem when it's there. You can handle it. You're not constantly being a victim of your own emotional life. You're willing and able to walk into any negative emotion when you're willing to do that. Buffering will become unnecessary and all the negative consequences will go with it. So here's how you sit with an emotion to learn how to feel it without buffering, which is eating or drinking it away. Number one, learn to name the emotion. And I coach on this quite a bit in my course. Naming the emotion when the urge or negative emotion comes around is so important. What is the emotion? Number two, follow that emotion through your body and literally write it down. Describe the physical sensation, describe the color of it, the shape of it. Is it in a certain area of your body? This will help you make it concrete in your body. Number three, invite the Lord into the process. And number four, find the thought or belief that was causing the emotion with the help of God. So it is interesting to know that feelings are really harmless and they won't hurt you. They just drive your actions, but they're so important. What actions do you want them to drive? Those actions will result in how you show up in the world. This is the most important work. I want to show up kind, beautiful, compassionate, and humble, especially during the holidays, and it's possible, but it takes a lot of work. When you have a negative emotion, think of it as a heavy purse that you carry around. One skill to learn is how long do you want to carry it for? As a compassionate observer of your own situation, do you need to carry this around for a while or are you indulging an in emotion that isn't serving you? For example, disappointments. I once paid thousands of dollars for a coaching program that did not meet my expectations in two particular areas. I sat in disappointment for an entire week trying to think about what to do until I got coached and decided that sometimes you don't get what you expected, but that doesn't mean it wasn't worth the money. I started to focus on every little thing I could to get out of this program, and I ended up receiving many blessings from that course. My thought was that this program was worth every penny of my money. God is showing me opportunity here to grow in virtue and tenacity, and I showed up looking for value. Oh, I found it. I probably got more than my money's worth because of my mindset. It was a deliberate mind shift into love and abundance, and I grew immensely from this situation. Amazingly, I do this all the time with my clients, creating thoughts about specific feelings they most want to feel in relation to the results they seek. It's a great exercise that can drive your feelings, actions, and results in achieving your goals with spiritual fasting. When it comes to spiritual fasting and weight loss, and just following your schedule, you will learn that emotional discomfort is the very price you need to pay for growth in virtue while helping those that you love. Through all of this, the Lord is able to transform you and those that you love. The faster you learn to think thoughts that allow you to lean into emotional discomfort instead of fighting it or eating it or drinking it, the faster you will grow spiritually. As you detach from sugar, flour, and alcohol, you will attach to God praying more and consuming less. It is a beautiful thing. We call it mortification in the Catholic world. And it is priceless. It is the currency to your dreams for your body and soul and the bodies and souls of others. And it is the way to heaven, my friends. You can do it. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love making them. And if you did enjoy it, please subscribe and even leave a five-star review if you wouldn't mind so that others will hear the great message of spiritual fasting, get healthy, lose weight, and get back to the sacraments this year. Have a great week. And I will talk to you next week. May God bless you and keep you always. If you are interested in learning more about spiritual fasting and permanent weight loss, then come join my course, Delay and Pray, a guided course for weight loss through spiritual fasting. You won't go through it alone either. I will be there to coach you every step of the way. This is a group coaching program where you are part of an amazing community of like-minded Catholics who have the same goal as you, to bring about miracles while losing that weight permanently through spiritual fasting. Your purchase includes an online course detailing what spiritual fasting is, how to do it, and all the tools you need to get you the results you're longing for. Head over to my website right now at the CatholicFastingCoach.com and get the details on how to join. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and LinkedIn to always get the latest daily information to help you keep fasting, my friends. Can't wait to see you in there. May God bless you and keep you always.